0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniax podcast. This is episode 109, which we are recording on Tuesday, March 1st, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we were just saying how it would have been fun if we had been able to record yesterday, which was Leap Day.
1: Yeah, then we would have surely remembered in four years what we had done four years previous. That's true, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because
0: what are the chances?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So we're going to do things a little bit differently for today's episode,
1: aren't we? We are. Gail and I were lucky enough to attend the Stitches West event this past month in Santa Clara, California. And we're going to look at our usual segments with a little bit of Stitches flair added in. Yeah, just for fun. (laughs) So instead of what are you wearing today, what did you wear to Stitches? Yay, what did I wear (laughs) to Stitches? Well, first off, it bears mentioning that it was really warm in the convention center. So there was not a lot of heavy sweaters. No. In the convention center and previous years, and when I say previous years, I mean maybe five, six, seven years ago, it had been really cold on the Stitches weekend. In fact, several weekends, it was the one weekend that it snowed in the mountains here. So those years, you saw a lot of heavy knitwear. The last few years, not so much. Lots of shawls, light sweaters, and they come on and off. Yeah, accessories, (laughs) cowls, and things like that. Yeah. So I, I had taken my Nakahi shawl with me. It's a pattern by Francois Denoy, knit in Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock with nylon. Mine was knit in the Summer Sprinkle colorway, which is a speckled colorway, as it sounds. And I brought that because Gail and I were helping the lovely Kim and Heather of Western Sky Knits set up their booth on Thursday, the day of the first market opening. Thursday night is the preview night, they call it, for folks who are registered to attend classes or events. They get to come in to the market floor on Thursday night as kind of an added bonus for purchasing a class. So we were working the show floor on Thursday and I wanted to wear something from Western Skynet. So that was, the piece that i had i it as i said it came on and off because if i got a little bit of a chill i would wrap it around my neck as a scarf and then i would get too hot and take it off so <laughs> it was constantly on and off and that was one of the highlights of stitches was thursday
0: just yes. hanging out with kim yes. and heather and we <laughs> got the booth set up in a record time we so did. we had time to not only go get boba tea But we had time to sit and drink our tea and knit together before (laughs) the marketplace opened, which has never happened before. That's never happened
1: before. I guess we're getting more efficient. efficient, Yeah, that was a
0: true delight to actually just sit there and knit
1: for an hour. Yeah, that was. I also wore my Polaris pullover sweater by Hiroku Fukatsu, which was knit in Western Sky Knits Silk Single, which is 70% merino, 30% silk. It's a lovely yarn. The 30% silk adds a lot of sheen to it. It's got a beautiful drape. And I realized, I think I mistakenly told someone in a conversation over the weekend that it was a 50-50 blend, which it is not. I was getting it confused with my other project, a project that I currently have knitting. The Polaris is obviously finished if I was wearing it. But I was getting the yarns confused because my other, or my project in progress is a 50-50 blend. But I found out that I really liked my Polaris sweater. Yeah, I was that hoping was, you'd go into the backstory Yeah, that, that was one big bonus of the weekend and bringing my Polaris because I think it was on the way to Stitches, I was telling Gail, you know, I might rip Polaris out yep. and repurpose the yarn. I brought it with me so that I could try it on, get opinions. But I really... Wasn't too sure about it. And I don't know why I wasn't too it sure was about fit. it. Now, you said you didn't like I, the I fit. said I, I wasn't sure if it fit me properly. But maybe it was just that I hadn't tried it on with the right supporting garments. I yeah.
0: do know. You, you mentioned it might have been with pajama bottoms. Oh, so yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, pajama bottoms or jeans or something casual, no doubt. But I, can't, I think it was Sunday morning I got dressed and I happened to be wearing a a skirt. It's not a fancy skirt, just a cotton jersey skirt and a t-shirt. And my Polaris was there. I hadn't worn it all weekend. And I threw it on on top of the t-shirt. And lo and behold, I loved the look. It looked really, really pretty (laughs) on her. And Gail told me it looked great. So I decided to venture out wearing it. I got a lot of positive comments on it. So I was really happy that I hadn't just ripped it without getting opinions. Yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah. When in doubt, (laughs) wear it at
0: least once or twice, unless you absolutely loathe it, but, you know, give it a chance before you rip it. But
1: definitely. And that really made me see that I need to remember that because I was really close. She was. She was it. already future knitting the yarn again. I was again. She already was... fantasy knitting something else with the yarn. Absolutely. I really was. Oh, I could knit that in the yeah. yarn from Polaris. <laughs> like, you, haven't even, you haven't even tried it yet. <laughs> so a, a lesson learned for me because now I'm really happy. I'm going to wear it again. I'm going to take it with me when I go to Loveland at the end of this month and work it into my wardrobe for that trip. Perfect. Like it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it looks really good with her skin tone and the luster and shine of the silk really plays off of the shine of your hair. It just looked <laughs> it looked really beautiful, and it has the little gather at the bust line. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing her woolen wire long necklace that yeah. had the glittery stitch markers hanging right. off. And it looked so pretty. The whole ensemble right. together was very nice.
1: And you know, part of the reason. I was worried it was too big for me was because that that Gally. gather is very low in the front. And you have to wear a supporting garment underneath it. And when I say a supporting garment, not a supportive garment, but a supporting garment that is also going like to be seen. Like supporting cast. Yes, yes it's like, like, like a, a camisole dress. Yes. This garment is going to be seen and play a part in your outfit. So you have to pick something that will complement it. And neither Charlene nor I tend to wear very low-cut clothes at all. Well, yeah. and this one is we have Very something. low-cut. Yeah. So one night I was even telling Gail, maybe I should try taking out the gather, redoing the gather. Yeah, <laughs> less with less,
0: less. Look, Le- what's the word for it? Cleavage. Not as tight. <laughs> not as tight But yeah, because if you had less gather, it would reduce the cleavage because you'd have more fabric to cover yourself.
1: True. So I had even thought of doing that, and now I don't think I need to.
0: No, I don't think you do either. I think with the
1: shirt underneath it, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try it again. Polaris for the win. As is. Polaris for the win. And bonus, Gail and I took some finished object photos that morning outside of the hotel. (laughs) They turned out really nice, too. And I will be adding them to my project page, and I will link to them in the show notes. Yep. They were gorgeous. Thank you. and Thank you for taking those photos. Yeah, and you as well. And then the last thing that I tried to wear, I should say, was my Newsome cardigan by Bristol Ivy really love that cardigan and i took it down with me to the show floor the day that gail and i were in dragonfly fibers booth because i knit my new sum in the dragonfly fibers genie sock but it was far too warm on the convention center floor that morning it was saturday morning which is the most crowded day for the market floor just too many folks, too many bodies in one space, and too warm. Yeah. So it didn't get worn. I still love the sweater.
0: You had it on wearing... a couple
1: times, didn't you? I guess I I you had did. it on when we walked down there and when we went into the booth. But the minute, <laughs> the minute we were standing around, off it came. So I'll be wearing that one a lot in the future, though. I'm, yeah, it's super I cute. I have no doubts about that. So how about you? What did you wear at Stitches? So I
0: had four feature pieces that I wore because they just worked for the event and the people we were there to work with and support. So the the shawl that I wore the first day was a shawl that's the first time I've worn it. It is my Yowza Way at shawl that I knit in Twinkle Sock from Western Sky Knits in a very colorful, not quite speckled, but just a very colorful colorway. And I knit it for Stitches last year. And then Kim and Heather ended up using it as a booth sample for the whole year for all of their shows because it was a good example of what you can knit with one skein of fingering weight yarn. So they bequeathed it back to me at Stitches 2016, so I got to wear it that whole day. And it was perfect because it went with my mostly black clothes that I was wearing, so it helped liven everything up. The next day, Friday, we were also in the Western Sky Knits booth for a little while and I wore my three-color cashmere cowl by Hohi Locatelli. Oh, forgot to say the Yowza Way at Shawl is by Susan B. Anderson. Three-color cashmere cowl is by Hohi Locatelli and it was a really perfect knit for that as well because it's not that warm. I think it's less warm to me than a shawl would be and it was just the perfect amount of fabric and the perfect colors for what i wanted to wear it's two grays and a turquoise teal color and it just made me happy to wear it it's always such a comfortable it's one of my favorite cowls because it's not too heavy and it just provides the perfect amount of warmth and it's so so soft because of the yarn so (laughs) that was a joy to wear and then saturday like Charlene said we were working in the dragonfly fibers booth so i wore my Ecuador sweater, which is another pattern by Hoki Locatelli, and it's the one I knit with my orange yarn, which was a Dragonfly Fibers yarn. It's their Pixie base, which is a single ply fingering, and it was my test run of this color. So the whole idea was to get feedback on how do I look in this color? Can I do it? Can I do it? And I did get a lot of very positive feedback, which was you very did. kind of everybody. Yeah. Yes. And like I commented later, I said, well, it's not like someone's going to walk up and say, you know, you really look horrible in that car. <laughs> no, but nobody has to nobody say it. Nobody could have, they could have not said it. Exactly. So <laughs> I will give it a fair shot. I think one of the reasons I really liked it was because I was wearing a black tank dress underneath it and the black and orange worked very well together and there was just enough of the color from my hair playing off of the color of the sweater with the black yeah so if there was i think almost any other color i don't think i can do it but with the black i think that was kind of the key
1: It, it it did it looked nice and you call it orange but i i just want to add that it's it's not a bright halloween or giant san francisco giants orange it's got a little gold in it, so it's a a very gold orange. That's right,
0: because people were trying to tell me I was representing the Giants in my gold and or in my orange and black, and we kept saying no, it's, it's not a Giants. Yeah,
1: it's not a Giant San Francisco Giants orange.
0: No, and it's the name of the color is pumpkin head, so
1: think, more more of a yellow gold.
0: Orange. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, pumpkins I think more orange than this color actually is. So you're Depends.
1: right. There's pumpkins of all tones.
0: <laughs> so. Let's see, that was on Saturday, and I was able to keep that sweater on the whole time we were in the
1: booth, so I think that tank dress was the key there. Interesting that we both had a garment with us that we wanted feedback for. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I did tell my son
0: when I got home, okay, you've been outvoted, because Max does not like the color, so yeah, he And it has nothing to do with the sweater on me, even. I don't think. I think that he just doesn't like the color. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it won't look good no matter what you do with the color. It was an absolute pleasure to work in both the Western Sky Knits and Dragonfly Fibers booth. Just getting to know all the dyers and the different people you get to meet at Stitches is so much fun. And supporting the people who we do is a choice because they're great people. So buying their yarns, hanging out with them in their booths, things like that is something that we do because we like them. You know, we get Mm -hmm. to meet them, know them as real people. very true. Yeah, (laughs) and it's just, it's a pleasure to be around them. So in that same vein, with that same idea, Kate from Dragonfly Fibers is our sponsor for this episode. Rich, saturated color, bold, interesting combinations, dare we say shocking hues, Dragonfly Fibers is your source for beautiful quality yarns and fibers. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed, artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops around the world and at fiber festivals such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and Saff. Come see us at Stitches South, March 31st through April 3rd. You can shop on our site twenty four seven at www.dragonflyfibers.com. Be sure to check out the link for our 2016 Club Dragonfly. Great designers, exclusive colorways, and a bonus swag option. Discover why we say that Dragonfly Fibers is the colors of happiness. So thank you, Kate, for being our sponsor this episode. It was a joy to work with you. It was. And then on Sunday... I wore my trademark sweater. It was the debut showing of my trademark <laughs> sweater, which I finished recently. Test knit for Yelena Dasher, Why Malcolm on Ravelry. And that was really fun. I knit that with my Neighborhood Fiber Company, Rustic Fingering in the Mondamin colorway and Carita, the dyer at Neighborhood Fiber Company, just happened to be wearing the same exact yarn in a sweater when she was standing in her booth. So we went and had pictures taken with Corita, and that That was really fun. That was just a fun coincidence. (laughs) And that was the day that Charlene and I went out and took pictures in front of the hotel. And Charlene actually made a very good comment that Sunday morning that she and I were basically personifying our styles (laughs) that day and the contrast (laughs) in our styles. So she was wearing her Polaris, which was a drapey, sheen glowy yarn that was a muted color with a long skirt very relaxed and I was wearing my bright 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 pink fitted turtleneck sweater with a short plaid skirt and loafer so very different looks and it was fun it was an interesting contrast of our styles as we walked around together I've got
1: the loose fitting drapey top with the raglan style sleeves oh that's right that the sleeves really were different and, and your sleeves were set, set in. in sleeves that's right I mean, even such, our sleeves yeah
0: it really was and really i had the high neck and you had the the gathered at the gathered best front look. with
1: the crew neck t-shirt yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was a fun contrast <laughs> that day
0: and although on most days i do not look like that most days it's yoga pants and t-shirts
1: <laughs> right and i totally understand that but Those are the looks, I think, that we both gravitate towards when we dress. Yes. When we dressed for public. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So all of those things were super fun to wear at Stitches. It was really fun. It's always fun to get the feedback that you get. And we got to meet Katie, who is Katinka on Ravelry at Stitches. She's a designer who has sponsored some prizes for the knit alongs. And it was very funny because we were out in front of the hotel. And she was walking by trying to talk to us and she realized, oh, you guys are taking pictures. Never mind. See you later. <laughs> and she PMs me later on Ravelry. And I said, I'm so sorry that we were, you know, that we didn't stop and talk to you. She said, Oh my gosh, I understand when your hair's done, you have makeup on, and there's someone there with a the camera, you don't mess around. <laughs> so thank you, Katie, for being understanding. Yes. <laughs> All right. So What are you stocking now after attending Stitches West? After
1: attending Stitches, I have so many things to stock. I have a lot of new yarn that I need to stock projects for, and I saw a few projects there that I need to either match up with my yarn or plan future yarn. I have to comment
0: on your word of choice that I need to match up. Oh
1: yes, I do need to match some. <laughs> it's a burning
0: up. need. It I is. get it. I get absolutely. it absolutely.
1: So the one of the shawls that I saw that I really liked was a shawl named Castra by Anthony Casalena, and it was being sold in a kit form at the show with yarn, a pattern, I'm not sure what Project else came bag. okay I'm not I wasn't sure what else yeah. came with the kit but the yarn wasn't exactly suited to my taste so I was really happy to see that the pattern is available individually on Ravelry and this is I don't know it's a seamless shawl shaped with short rows crescent shaped the yarn that they knit the sample in is multicolored yarn. It's got some turquoise, some blue, some dark blue, and the way that the colors kind of flow, it makes it, you can kind of just see the sections that are shaped by short rows individually, so it's quite nice, but like I said, the yarn wasn't "Mm, exactly what I wanted, and I kept thinking about it, going back, and looking at it, and considering it, But then the deciding factor for me was I didn't want to buy a kit that everybody else was buying the kit for and their shawl was going to look exactly exactly like mine. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Not that I don't like kits, but there was no options for this one. So I'm going to find my own yarn, purchase the pattern and make the shawl. Really, really cute. That one was called Castra by Anthony Casalena. The second thing that Gail and I saw, and you might be, Mentioning this one, too, is that Divi Poncho, so yeah, this was one that Gail and I both liked It is by a designer whose Ravelry name is Jumper Cables But her real name is Annie Baker and she has several patterns on Ravelry Mostly for neckwear ponchos and I saw that she had one baby blanket And she actually has several ponchos So if you like one of them, you might like any of the variations as well. This particular one that Galen and I saw is made with fingering weight yarn, which makes it the perfect throw-over layer for our climate. It has a lovely cowl collar, which Galen and I both love, and then the interesting bottom it's got a split hem and garter stitch on the bottom, and it looks like it would just be really easy to knit in the round, keep going, 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 mm-hmm. in the same way that mm-hmm. Via Gent was yep. last year for us. Gail and I both knit Via Gent last year after seeing it at Stitches and saw it being worn in the Miss Babs booth. Just like this one. We saw this one in the Miss Babs booth, I think.
0: I forgot I wore my Viajant part of the time. Oh, you at did. Stitches,
1: too. That's so right. We got a lot you of did. comments on got that. a lot of positive comments yeah. on that, too. I completely forgot. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we... Yes, someone in the Miss Babs booth was, wearing, was wearing this. Yes, and one of my co-workers at the yarn store has recently been wearing a poncho at work and every time i see her put it on i think how brilliant that was such a great little garment to wear at work because you can easily lift it up and you know push it back if you get too hot Mm -hmm. um it just seemed like a brilliant thing to be wearing as the weather gets warmer and sweaters are just too heavy when you're running around
0: a transitional garment it's a
1: transitional garment and one in fingering weight is even more interesting and i am considering knitting that one in lace weight to make it even more lightweight even more of a transitional piece to me and i think the cowl collar cow cowl neck collar slash collar would be even more lovely in a lace weight because it would be so light
0: That was our fantasy knitting when we got back to the hotel the first night we were talking about this pattern and what yarn we already had in stash. Because Mm -hmm. the other option was to buy some of the Miss Babs Katahdin. I think it's the Katahdin base. which is what we both used for our viajette. Yep. So that was very tempting, but we both realized that we have enough lace weight. We each have Madeline Tosh, Tosh lace that's now discontinued. Mm -hmm. We each have enough. To knit that
1: pattern, we do. And actually, I have the, I'm thinking of using my sort of quantity of dragonfly fibers for it because oh, that's right. I have the, the blue. navy blue that I think would make a great, great option. It would, that would go with so many things in your wardrobe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, those are the two things that I can remember stocking. Do you have any others? I'm sure you do. Oh, I have three specifically. <laughs> and backstory to this. So, We had dinner with
0: some fabulous friends on Friday night, and my mom was there too. It was super, super fun. And we all went back up to our hotel room and had a little try-it-on party in our hotel room because Charlene had several of her sweaters with her. I had Ecuador, and everyone, not everyone, but several of us at dinner each had a sweater on. So we passed sweaters around the room, and it was fabulous. It was
1: so fun. Yeah,
0: as a result of that specific event, Two sweaters are now high up in my queue. The first one is Mint, which is a design by our new friend, Anne Ginger, who is AG so-and-so on Ravelry. She's the one who we met shortly before Stitches. And we were able to hang out with her a lot at Stitches, and it Mm -hmm. was really fun. She's a great, great person. Now, she's our knitting friend. And this sweater is a fitted, very classic-looking sweater. It's... A zip up. She, that was one of the design features is that it zips hoodie instead of style. buttons. Yeah, it kind of, I wanted to say sweatshirt style, but then I didn't want to use mm. that because it makes it seem more casual it's than an it elevated is. Elevated hoodie. Very elevated hoodie. <laughs> it has pockets. It has beautiful design features. She has some beautiful, almost dark looking shaping in the shoulders and eye cord edging and just some other beautiful, very classic, sleek design elements to it. And it was published in Twist Collective. And when you get to be friends with a designer, you get all the bonus tips and hints about how how to knit (laughs) something for yourself. So I got some great feedback from Anne, and I'm going to be swatching that this week using my neighborhood fiber company Studio Worsted in a beautiful green colorway and that will also work for one of the knit alongs i'm doing the knit your balls for march is green so i've been dying to knit with that yarn and i think that this sweater is going to be a perfect combination of pattern and yarn so please wish me luck for my swatching because if it doesn't work i might cry (laughs) (laughs) the sweater so Anne was wearing this sweater and she knit hers in madeline tosh vintage which is a worsted weight yarn and it might be a little heavier Then the studio worsted, maybe just a titch heavier, but I think it's going to work.
1: I think it will, too.
0: Yeah, so that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is the Woodfords sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. Charlene knit this December-ish or last fall?
1: Not that long ago. Last fall.
0: And for some reason, I never tried on Charlene's sweater, (laughs) but it was being passed around the room, so I tried it on and fell instantly in love with the sweater. I'm going to let Charlene describe it because she is familiar with it from knitting it. You'll do a better job describing it than I will.
1: Okay, so Woodford's cardigan is described as an A-line, knit in the round, long sleeve, modified drop sleeve, positive ease, lots of ribbing, Has knit with short rows, top down. So put all those things together and I'll say it's an open front cardigan ribbed collar that goes all the way around the back skirt of the sweater has ribbing as well and then along the shoulder line in the back and maybe either natural waist or slightly below your natural waist in the back it's broken up by a horizontal braid that goes across the whole back of the sweater it's
0: beautiful There are many different textures in the sweater, and it's not a style I normally would have thought I'd fall in love with, because it has a lot of fabric in the fronts, and I do have sweaters like that, but not, they aren't the sweaters that I normally gravitate towards wearing, but I put it on, and it was just so pretty, and like I said, I fell in love with it instantly, so that became a, I must buy yarn to knit this while it stitches, so that was... The final purchase of Sunday afternoon, the market closed at 4, and I purchased skeins for it at 3.58. So that was the second one. That's Woodford's by Elizabeth Doherty, And that is a Brooklyn Tweed. No, it's a Wool People pattern. So that Wool and Mint are yes. both
1: available for purchase on Ravelry. Wool People, but made suggested yarn. Elizabeth's sample was made in the Brooklyn Tweed loft yarn.
0: Yeah, so Brooklyn Tweed patterns are in-house and then the wool people patterns are Brooklyn tweed sponsored but by designers who don't work in house. Oh okay. I think is how it works. Okay. So and anyway I think
1: several folks in that little try on group have plans now to make wood oh too. <laughs> yes.
0: That's exactly what I heard. So that was super fun. Yeah. And then Elizabeth also had her own booth at Stitches where her Blue Bee Studios is the name of her design company. And she recently published the book Top Down Reimagining the Set in Sleeve that we reviewed probably in December or so. Mm -hmm. And I used that technique on the sweater I'm wearing right now called Armand. And she had all of her sweater samples there. And you could try them on and she would take your measurements. And she would give you her designer opinion on things like, Your shoulders are narrower than the average, so you should cast on for this size, and she'd open the book and show you, cast on for this size, and then knit for this other size because your bust measurements are larger, so you'll get the shoulder coverage you need for your body type, and then the bust coverage you need for your body type. And I never would have thought to change the pattern the way she recommended for myself. And the single sweater that we were discussing at the time was sans serif, which is another classic, this time a button-up cardigan. Charlene and I were comparing it to a Chanel type of design Mm -hmm. just because it's of the classic nature of the sweater. Mm -hmm. So that's another one that's on my radar, the sans serif by Elizabeth Doherty. It is from the book that I just mentioned. And I'm going to use my beaver slide merino that I tried to knit into the Times Square. I'm going to I think it'll
1: work perfectly for that sweater. I think that's a really good choice for that sweater. Yeah, it'll be beautiful. And
0: I don't, that one does have pockets. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It has pockets. I think it's a slight V-neck. Now I can't remember. But it was beautiful on. And Charlene and I each tried on many of the sweaters that were in Elizabeth's booth. and Yeah,
1: that was fun.
0: Yeah, I know that I want to knit at least one or two other sweaters from the book. And Charlene, you wanted to knit copper plate, I think. Yeah. Was the one that you also fell in love with. So that was a really nice thing to be able to try on the samples and get the feedback of the designer specifically, you know, how you should tailor this for your own body. And that is one of Elizabeth's strengths is her tailoring. Mm-hmm. She really knows how to make a garment fit, which is what yeah. that whole set in sleeve design redesign is about. So if you haven't checked out the book, I highly recommend it. That was the sans serif by Elizabeth Doherty. So I had. Well, we both had Divi, and then all the rest of mine were sweaters. Okay. Very cool. So
1: what are you knitting now? What I'm knitting now is just a simple hat. What I was knitting at Stitches was my Fancy Cardi. That's right. It's so pretty. (laughs) And let's see. Fancy Cardi is a design by Hoki Locatelli that was recently released in her Authentic Collection, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago, and I was actually pretty focused on knitting that fancy. I had taken a shawl project along with me too and didn't touch the shawl, ended up just working on the fancy. I had cast that on a day before we left and so I was just working on the back of the neck and the collar and by the time I came home I think I had the collar just about finished. So that was really nice just to have time to sit and (laughs) Get that collar all Tell right. them about the yarn you're using for that. Oh, okay, so, so pretty. I am using the yarn that I mentioned earlier that is a 50-50 Merino silk blend from Western Sky Knits. It's a fingering white yarn, and the silk just makes the yarn very, very drapey and soft, which plays very nicely with the design of the sweater, which is open front Lace panels on the front designed to drape. So it's a really good choice of yarn for the design. I'm really happy with the way it's coming out. It's a speckled yarn, and the colors are just amazing. They are so pretty. It's a mesmerizing Um, colorway to me. It is. I could stare at it for hours. It makes me smile, and that's why I start laughing when I talk about it, because I just smile. The colors just bring joy. They do. It's That's a good way to describe flecks it. Flecks of turquoise and pink and green and orange and I can't remember what else that I that sounds about right. A little purple in there, all on the off white background of the wool and the silk that you can but you can still see a lot of the off white background, so it's really lovely. Do you know the colorway really really name lovely. off the
0: top of your head?
1: It didn't have one. They were blank.
0: Oh.
1: It was an unnamed unnamed experimental colorway, I think. <laughs> oh, it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. She had a couple that were very similar, one called Summer Sprinkle and one, I believe, that was called Cake. Oh, yes. Like, I remember Cake. Cake was a reference to cakes that have those multicolored sprinkles on top. Mm-hmm. So, so, so very similar to those. I don't know what the exact difference is, okay. but that is what I knit at Stitches. How about you? What did you knit at Stitches?
0: I mostly knit on my Hermione's Everyday Socks, which I just finished two days ago. And I knit these in Knitpicks Felici fingering in the Sweetheart colorway, which is all beautiful pinks. And Charlene looked at them and said, oh, they don't match. And very interesting. So Felici comes in a smaller put up skein so basically you use two skeins to knit your socks so I used two different skeins and started at the same place to get my stripes to match and my stripes do match perfectly however one skein had perfectly dyed stripes so there's no intermingling of colors the second skein not so much the colors all I want to say modeled together but i don't know if that's quite the right word for it they overlap a lot so where it's supposed to be a really light pink to a somewhat light to a darker pink kind of all got mixed together so it doesn't
1: look as striped well in one section it almost creates little stripes Mm -hmm. tiny little alternating stripes where the colors change which is interesting it's not well, it's a little little more, little more, muddier, I yeah. guess. It's not yeah. the specific stripes just, that I was expecting. It's just not... Each stripe crisp. is not as crisp and distinct. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And that did not bother me. So no. it would no. have bothered me if I wanted very distinct stripes. <laughs> right. So luckily, it didn't bother me. What was interesting was... Well, first of all, the pattern is fantastic. It's a free pattern on, Ravel- mm-hmm. on Ravelry by Erica Lauder. And... It's a four-row repeat, which is really simple to memorize. So this was a basic, you know, autopilot knit, and both Max and Mike saw me knitting these, and each of them, independent of each other, said, "Those are really cool socks. Will you knit a pair like that for me?" Well, of course, they didn't want them in pink, and I recently got some Knits, Knit Picks Felici Sport weight on D stash. That's a discontinued yarn and mike's birthday is in 10 days and i pulled out the different colors i had and i said what color do you like and he picked a brown and blue self-striping instead of the blues and i said that's an interesting choice for you and he said well i don't want anything too bright on my feet i mean they're socks right and i said well That's one way to think of it. he said, well, don't you think that's true? Shouldn't I not want bright colors on my feet? I was wearing (laughs) my white birch fiber arts electric slide, the gray and bright, bright turquoise. So I picked my foot up. uh, Pink. pink. (laughs) So I picked my foot up and I said, I'm probably the wrong person to ask, babe. So he later that night said, you know what? I think I want the blues. I think I want the brighter colors. And he wants this pattern because he likes the textured look. And then Max will be next. Max doesn't get his until Christmas, but Mike will get his pair for his birthday. So that was kind of an interesting fallout of this pattern was that both of the, you know, young men and husband in my life want a pair.
1: So will he wear them with shoes or as socks? I don't know.
0: We'll see. He doesn't really wear house socks. He wears slippers around the house. So I don't he really doesn't wear socks without shoes. So we'll see what happens. Maybe he will become a house sock wearer.
1: Well, I'm just wondering at sport weight, will he be able to fit them into his shoes?
0: Yeah, we'll see. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I don't know
1: what'll happen. It's it's an experiment.
0: (laughs) Yes. An adventure, a sock knitting adventure. Good. And I also was knitting the sleeves of my Arabella sweater while we were at Stitches as well. So Mm -hmm. that one, I have not made much progress on that because I've knit some other smaller projects to go along with all my knit-alongs that I'm participating in. So Arabella is now going to get almost all the love, and I can't wait because all of the fruit trees that are blooming here right now are so beautiful, and they're different shades of pink, and a lot of them that I drive by remind me of that Molly Ringwald color and they make do. me want to knit the sweater. Yeah, yeah it's like, come on, why aren't you knitting that? Spring, you could be wearing
1: that right now. Very, very spring color. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. So, my Hermione's Everyday Socks and my Arabella Sleeves. That's what I was knitting at Stitches. And, what are so you're knitting a hat right now. I did want to talk about what I'm knitting. Just cast this on today because I wanted something easy to knit while we were podcasting. And Charlene and I had another one of those weird, oh my gosh, we're doing the same exact thing moments when I got here.
1: That was so bizarre. Very
0: bizarre. So, Jen Shilin is a designer and she is also jen sheelin on ravelry super sweetheart i really like jen she's an awesome person and she just released her trio of nature's magic patterns there is a hat a cowl and mitts i knit the cowl as a test knit and i was supposed to knit the hat as a test knit but it didn't get done in time so i'm knitting it now and i'm using Some beautiful, new-to-me yarn called Stone Soup Fibers. It's a 100% Merino Superwash, and the base is called Elements. She sponsored a door prize at the Knockers Retreat last year. And Charlene and I were both so awed at the colors she sent that we said, oh my gosh, can we get a color card or something? We want to order some of your yarns. And the dyer is such a sweetheart that she sent us each a skein Mm -hmm. to test knit. And she sent these gosh six months ago or something mm-hmm. they are 500 yard skeins so charlene and i both have been waiting for just the right product i, that I was kn-
1: going to say we've been sitting on these for a couple of months and i had just taken mine out yeah this is the weird part so i didn't say anything to charlene about what
0: i was going to nope. use for this hat I, I didn't even tell her i was knitting that nope. and i had this yarn out before stitches so that i could wind it and didn't get wound until yesterday when I had a little wine yarning part, yarn winding party. And this morning cast on with this yarn. And this colorway is called Yarniac's Raspberry, which she dyed for me. Charlene had hers out. What is yours called, Yarniac's Purple?
1: Yarniac's Purple. I had taken mine out because, as Gail mentioned, it's a jumbo skein. It's 500 yards. And I was trying to match that up to see if that would be enough to make that castor shawl. I don't think it will be because the castor shawl calls for just over 600 yards of yarn. So I'm gonna keep looking, but I had mine out <laughs> looking at it this morning. So both of us, after not having discussed its use for six months, both of us had taken it out today. Yep, pretty weird. Unbeknownst. Yep. Very we are,
0: we are <laughs> twins when it comes to yarn and knitting. But this yarn is really delightful. It has a texture to it in my hands as I'm knitting with it. It's not smooth like a single-ply yarn, and it feels really, really good. It is squishy and beautiful, and her dyeing is somewhat, it's a semi-solid. It's yeah. a very deep raspberry, but it has tonality to it. Very light tonality. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of the colors in the blooming trees right now, the darker ones yeah. right now. Yeah. And the crab apples have the shade in them as well. So just such a joyful color. And I'm really enjoying knitting the yarn and can't wait to give you more reports about it. And the hat, so why did I choose this yarn? My jumbo skein, I can knit the hat and the cowl and maybe even the mitts from this one skein of yarn. So it would be the perfect oh, my gosh, I have knitting accessories. (laughs) You know, group of projects. I mean, we'll see if I can actually make it happen. But I don't have any accessories, really, that match. So I end up with a cowl in one color and a hat that maybe is the same color, maybe not. Certainly doesn't match in terms of, you know, yarn base and or maybe the style or whatever. And I don't usually care because I'm warm and happy. Who cares what I look like? But it would be nice to have something that matches. So thank you, Jen. This is I'm looking forward to having this hat and having the whole collection knit up oh and then the other thing i finished i finished just last night the secret cove cowl rosemary hill is the designer and she has a book that i believe is called modern lace knitting but this was such a fun knit it's knit in lace weight yarn And I had a lot of Malabrigo lace left over from my Whispers cardigan that I knit many, many years ago. So this is deep, deep stash. So this is Malabrigo lace in the Intenso colorway. So it's red and pink, and there's a little bit of orange. It's really pretty. And it took about 225 yards of lace weight. So you can imagine how light this cowl is. It is ruched, so you have these beautiful gathers that are separated by some pearl knit pearl areas. And then there's a really cool short row section in the last stripe of the ruching so that the back of your neck sits up higher than the front of your neck. And then there's knitted on lace at the bottom of the cowl. And it's a 12 row lace repeat. And it's just beautiful, it's so pretty. And I can't wait to block it because it really needs to be blocked to see all the lace. But it's stunning. And it was such a quick knit. And Stash and Burn had their February is for cowls, keep it simple, knit along last month. And this is what I chose to knit. And I really, really like it. It's so pretty. A lot of bang for the buck with this one.
1: I love it too. I'm going to make one of those. I can see that in my future. It's very reminiscent of the Citron. citron pattern from knitty with the ruching yeah that's the yeah. hillary smith
0: callus or kelly pattern that it's a shawl a shawllet that has ruching it's the same type of
1: stitch pattern
0: yeah exactly so you increase a bunch and then you decrease a bunch to get the ruching mm-hmm. and it's such a simple knit i mean it was just round and round we go until yeah. you got to the knitted on lace and then that was really easy it i never memorized the pattern because i just don't do that with lace but it was such a fun knit. And like I said, it's just so, it's really so light. Wait,
1: Imagine a skein of Malabrigo's. Malabrigo lace, and you can get two of those cowls out of one skein. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Rosemary Hill used the Filatura... Yeah, Superior is the name of the base oh, by Filatura de Crosa. Cashmere, cashmere yes. silk merino base, which I've used, and I have some in my stash right now. So she used one skein of that... Yarn and to knit the cow. You use the whole skein. No. Think you could get two cows No, you out can't of... get two. The oh, put up is 330 yards.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was more. It looks so big and fluffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does.
0: And it, looking at the pattern page on Ravelry, it looks like they blocked out the ruching more than I will because I like the way the ruching gathers. Oh, I so do. So I don't want to block that out. Yes, yeah, I
1: do too. I will that block the lace the portion.
0: Yeah. Huh. So that was the other FO I had that I wanted to tell you about because it was oh, such nice. an awesome
1: knit. All right.
0: So quick self-indulgent knit along. We have 154 projects already, and we still have 20 days to go. You guys are rock
1: stars. I know. And Gail and I were just saying we need to schedule our own finished object photo, photo shoot. session so that we can add our projects as well.
0: Yep. Absolutely. So keep on knitting those self-indulgent knits, you guys. I'm super impressed. And we have two prizes from the last episode. So we reviewed two books we reviewed cast iron cast on and we had 34 people enter that drawing and the winner was number 13 who is judith from british columbia she liked the service pullover c-e-r-v-u-s and she really was looking forward to the recipes so i'm glad she got it oh, because cool. yeah she will enjoy the recipes. Double duty for her. exactly <laughs> the second book was spilly jane knits mittens and we had 68 entries for that one, and the winner was number 51, who is Teeny K from St. Louis. So congratulations, Congrats, Judith and Teeny K. And Teeny would knit the cupcake mitten mitts just like I would. We so.
1: hope you enjoy your yeah. pattern
0: books. And, and thank you so much to Cooperative Press for donating those as prizes. Yeah. Super fun. And we have another
1: book review. We want to talk about a new book from Clara Parks called Knitlandia. Subtitled, A Knitter Sees the World. It was a really fun read. It's stories of, Gail and I kind of thought it was a little bit kind of how the other half lives stories. It's how the (laughs) knitting superstars
0: live these knitting events that we go to.
1: It's about visits to major wool events, workshops. There's lots of name dropping. In a good way. In a good way, Yeah. yeah. Lots of familiar events and names that you hear about, read about online, possibly events that you attend or have attended or hope to attend. And it was really fun to read the stories, hear a little bit about what goes on sometimes behind the scenes of the events. And if you enjoy travel, it's fun to hear about the different places she goes to because Clara Parks has traveled everywhere. She's (laughs) a good traveler,
0: too, in terms of when she goes somewhere... I feel like she really experiences what that destination has to offer. Where some people travel and they try to stick to anything familiar that they can find in a different destination. She goes and she does it. So that part of it, it's kind of an adventuresome book. Yeah, she
1: goes to her destinations and then sets out on her own to explore. And it's fun to read about the places through her eyes in that way.
0: Yeah, and if you don't follow her on Instagram, that's another good way to get the flavor for Clara because she was at Stitches West. We didn't get to see her. She was there for one afternoon signing books, and I was following her on Instagram, and she left there and went to San Diego for a day or two and Mm -hmm. just went to the zoo by herself, and you see pictures of the zoo. She got a rental car that ended up getting upgraded to a Maserati. (laughs) Isn't that cool? So she really does it when she travels. (laughs) And one of the things that I really liked about the book, besides that whole adventure aspect, was that behind the scenes feel to mm-hmm. things. Because she does talk about, in addition to events, she talks about classes she's done for Craftsy and mm-hmm. what it was like to record yeah. and tape.
1: Yeah. And
0: knitting daily TV.
1: Yeah. So
0: she was a featured spot on those you know she would talk about yarn and she'd have to sit around and wait until it was her turn for recording and it was really interesting
1: to hear you know the behind the scenes yeah that was interesting there and little things like her makeup and what she had to wear Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was interesting what things she could and couldn't mention on air and that was super interesting Yeah. yeah and one of the interesting things that i found was Clara mentions that not all of these destinations are what one would dream of as world-class <laughs> destinations. Um, for example, I don't know. I don't want to say that this place is a bad place to go to. But it's not Hawaii, or but it's, it's not right, Tahiti, right. or it's not... So, right one of my favorite things was that when they go to these places that maybe aren't world-class destinations she always finds something that makes the place wonderful Mm -hmm. knitters always find a way to make their places and their surroundings wonderful for example the chapter on tnna in columbus ohio she mentions jenny's ice cream and how everybody has just attached themselves to this ice cream and the whole event is seen through the pleasure of enjoying Uh. Jenny's ice cream. (laughs) Makes me want to eat ice cream. (laughs) Makes me want to go to Columbus and eat Jenny's ice cream. Well, and it's very true. I've, I've been to. That's the lucky cat. That's the lucky cat. Sorry about that. It's very true. I've been to TNNA in Columbus, Ohio. And it's in a lovely neighborhood. There's all kinds of fun places to go and visit. But by far, everybody wants to know where's the ice cream, how far is the ice cream. There's a couple locations where you can go, which one you're going to, are the flavors the same, are the flavors (laughs) different, people would text Daily Flavors, that kind of thing. So it's very fun. Very, very fun to hear about and read. Did you have a favorite chapter?
0: I don't think I actually had a favorite. There were different parts of each chapter. So each chapter is like almost an essay specific to an event Mm -hmm. or craftsy, for example, you know, one specific focus. And there were interesting and funny and heartwarming things about each and every chapter. So I didn't have a favorite. I just love her warm. You can almost imagine what she's like as a person based Mm -hmm. on her writing. I mean, I can tell that she's probably shy and has to force herself (laughs) to be out there. And I would just love to give her a big hug because she seems like one of those (laughs) kind of people who would just, you know, you get along with her instantly.
1: Yeah. And I have to add that she was lovely when we had her on On the the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. She really was. So I would, I think my favorite chapters were about events or things that I had been to or places that I had been to. So I really enjoyed the TNNA chapter since I had been to Columbus, Ohio in that event. And then the other chapter that I also liked was the one on LaLana Wool's, which is the first chapter in the book. And I really enjoyed that because I have had the opportunity to see the LaLana Wool's yarns in person many, many years ago at Stitches. So that was interesting. And speaking of Lalana Wool's, we are part of a blog tour for this book. And we're are... very honored to be invited to be part yes, of that we blog tour. Yes, we are very honored very to be flattered. part of this blog tour. There are several blogs that have already posted about Knitlandia, and those are, let's see, Knit and Tonic by Wendy Bernard, a blog called My Sister's Knitter, Mary Jane Mucklestone, and Knit Circus coming after us will be posts from lethal tin can knits and yarn thing so we'll put all those links in the show notes and also a link to our post well if you go to the blog you'll see the post anyway
0: well and worth mentioning too charlene's not going to tell you this because she's probably going to blush charlene did a write-up so i think every blog that is part of the blog tour had a separate chapter. Or we could pick the chapter, and Charlene was
1: the one who did the write-up, so she picked the chapter about Lalana Wool. Actually, they gave us that chapter, and it just worked out that I had been able to see Lalana Wool at Stitches West many years ago. So the article or review that Charlene wrote,
0: I was stunned when I read it. I was just stunned at how (laughs) her writing style, and I felt like I was there, and... She brought in one of our local knitters who has used the wool and still has a knit garment using some of the wool, and it's a, just a fabulous review about Lalana and <laughs> Knitlandia, and I hope you do go read it because it's really, really a good review. And each of those blog posts, because they focus on a different part of the book, it's a really interesting group of reviews that aren't redundant so you aren't going right. to hear the same thing every time you read a review from a different source they are all focused on a different event that clara has participated in so they're interesting and each one is different so i would encourage you Very to go read them all because they're and wendy bernard's was super funny yeah she was. is always, she's funny. always funny
1: yes she's knit and Absolutely.
0: tonic so we've had her on the podcast before we too and she's a delight too yes so that was knitlandia a knitter sees the world by
1: clara park so we do have a copy of Knitlandia to give away, or we will be giving away a copy of Knitlandia. It's going to come from the publisher, but we'll have the giveaway in our usual way on the Ravelry group. So if you would like to enter for that giveaway, please put your name in the thread. And announcements. Announcements, yay! We have Yarniax t-shirts available for pre-order until the end of this month, March. Details are in our Ravelry group. What we're asking is that you send us information on what size you would like to order, and then we will send you a PayPal request for the funds, and the shirts will be shipping sometime in April. Second, I will be at Interweave Yarn Fest in Loveland, Colorado, March 31st through April 3rd, working in the Western Sky Knits booth. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) I am too. If you are going to be there, please do not hesitate to stop in and say hello. I would love to meet you. And third, our Knockers Retreat is coming up this April 15th through 17th. The retreat is sadly full, or not sadly for those who are attending, but we are not taking any new registrants is what I should say. And we want to remind attendees to please check our Ravelry group for announcements and information. If you would like to pre-order a 2016 Knockers t-shirt or the 2016 Retreat yarn, please check the Ravelry group for information on ordering both those things to be delivered at the retreat. And we have
0: the yarn is beautiful. The t-shirts are funny because they are two yarn balls. They're not placed in a bad position. They're <laughs> placed higher up on the chest. But it's funny that it's the second annual Knockers Retreat. So there are two yarn balls. <laughs> and the door prizes have started to come in. And we have excellent, amazing door prizes again this year. I think they're even better this year than they were last year. Tons of designers have sponsored us sp- Uh, incredible number of indie dyers, bag makers, stitch stitch marker makers. It's incredible. The generosity of the knitting community never ceases to amaze me. So it's going to be fantastic and it's going to be fun and relaxing. It will be. I cannot wait. So we're looking forward to that. Is that it?
1: I think that's it.
0: Okay, well, thank you, as always, so much for listening. We so appreciate it, and we always look forward to recording. I think this morning at, like, 8 o'clock, I was texting Charlene, I can't wait to record today. (laughs) I'm so happy. So thanks
1: for listening. We hope that you have a great two weeks. Until the next time. And thank you so much to everyone who came up and introduced themselves to us at Stitches and really made the event so special and wonderful for us yes
0: thank you very very much to each of you who did and the feedback on our last episode was so positive and heartwarming and wonderful thank you everyone who left a comment that was it really made me just so happy when i sat down (laughs) and read them after stitches i wasn't teary or anything but it was just like oh my gosh this this group is so amazing. I'm yeah. so honored to be a part of this group. Yeah. So, thank you all so very much. Happy knitting,
1: and we'll talk to you soon. Happy knitting. Bye bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.